Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by a special guest who will be sharing with us how she was able to change her relationship with money. She was actually one of my former coaching clients. So we're gonna be speaking about her journey in changing her relationship with money. So stay tuned as she shares more about her story in today's episode. Welcome Leandra to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. It's so good to have you on. I've been looking forward to this day for a while. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. It's been a, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, the infamous question I like to ask people. Well, what can I say about me? My name's Leandra. Um, my bit of a background is my career. I've been working with young people for around 15 years now. So my, my background is working with kids who are obviously with behaviour, uh, working youth centres, one-to-ones. I've worked on detached teams on the streets, working with young people and engaged with them. And obviously a lot of it has been mentoring and supporting them as well. And what else can I say about myself? I love reading books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a bookworm. I love that. I love life itself. And I'm, I'm really passionate about helping other people, especially young people, to reach the goals that they want to reach in life. So that's kind of led me on to kind of develop myself into maybe doing more one-to-one work with young people in terms of mentoring them more. So that's my next vision for next year or so. I love that. One thing I find interesting is people always start when you kind of say, oh, tell us about yourself. They always start with their career. So I do like the fact that you did add in a couple of your hobbies and what you like doing too, because I think worse, it's so easy to just see ourselves in light of our career and what we do on the day-to-day basis. So it's nice to also kind of know a little bit more about the things that you enjoy. Before we kind of get into your story about how you were able to change your relationship with money, you were actually one of my coaching plan clients and one of my first coaching clients, which is even more exciting for me so back from 2020 and now here we are in 2022 so one thing I'd love for you to share with the listeners would be what were some of the lessons that you learned about finances growing up it may have been things you were explicitly told like you know do this or don't do this or even just things that you observed in your family and the people that were around you were there any lessons that you can think of okay for me I'm gonna be honest with you I actually didn't learn any lessons for me we didn't have conversations around money at all Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I don't know if it's a, a taboo within our, my cultural background, but we just didn't learn about money. And I think also, if I think about school, when I go back to education in school, definitely did maths, but no one taught me about ISAs, bank accounts, um, savings accounts, interest rates and stuff like that, to be quite honest with you. So I was kind of living life in a way, sense of that you go to work, you get paid. I know I've got a national insurance that I've got to pay in tax. Mm-hmm. and I've just got to pay my my bills that I might have at the time I didn't know I wasn't educated about anything else with, with, in regards to money I remember even getting my bank account I just remember going with my with my parents and going in there and just getting a bank account it was just a basic account but I actually didn't know what a basic account was and whether I could do overdrafts and stuff like that to be quite honest with you so I was kind of in the wilderness about it in terms of money and and being educated about that and I just think to be quite honest with you that it wasn't a conversation that anybody had when I was growing up, to be quite honest with you. I don't know whether it was lack of communication, lack of education and lack of knowledge within, within, within my family or, you know, even with my network or even at school. We just didn't talk about money. To be fair, I think that's something a lot of us can relate to. Most people... Mm didn't learn any explicit lessons about money or if you did maybe looking back you can even see that some of those lessons weren't really that good (laughs) so (laughs) I think unfortunately for the majority you don't learn you know in your household how to manage money or if you do it's really just at the bare bare minimum 
So that's kind of interesting with that, how you said that. So you're pretty much navigating through life, not really having any explicit lessons about how you can effectively manage your money. So what were some of the bad habits that you started to develop in your finances as you got older? I think for me, it definitely was, I was just spending um, the money and I was, li- I was literally living from paycheck to paycheck. So like I was um, saying, it was like my baked beans and toast week, which is the week before you get paid. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> survival like week. <laughs> the survival week, exactly. Especially Christmas time, you know. Um, so for me, I, I literally, if I wanted it, I just got it. I didn't think of money as what it could do for me. It was more of that if I wanted to get my hair done, get, buy some clothes. I didn't see it as though it could actually give me some freedom. Um, it could help me in the future. Um, so that that was definitely what I was do. I would be very lazy with it as well. I wasn't looking at my bank accounts. I knew how much of my pay slip because back then your pay you got a paper version of your pay slip, so you knew how much was going in. Yeah, and I'll I'll kind of check it like every now and then when I took ten pounds out that how much I I had in there, but not actually looking at how much was going out compared to how much was going in. Mm. So I would definitely say my bad habits was the fact that I wasn't actually looking at what I was doing with my money. You're just spending and hoping for the best. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I would definitely agree with you on that. That's all I was doing. So what was your finances like just before you started your finance coaching journey? For me at that time, I had a, previously the year before, I'd gone on many, many holidays. Mm, <laughs> and I enjoyment. used a lot of enjoyment. Exactly, life. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. And I think for me, it was like, okay, I've had a lot of enjoyment. And then it got to the point I got my last holiday thinking, oh, that's a, that's a lot of money that's really gone out this year on holidays. And I was like, oh, okay, I've got to um, sort this out now because it's getting a bit, it's going to get a bit much now because I'm going back to paycheck to paycheck and I'm getting older and it, that is like a circle. I'm just going round and round and round. And I was like, okay, that isn't something I actually want to keep doing and I shouldn't be doing that because then when I want to do those big splurges on pay, um, paying for stuff, I won't be able to do that because I'm wasting my money elsewhere. Yeah. So that's what I realized as well. Like there were certain things I was like, oh, I want to get that. So I, oh, actually, I can't afford to do that because of the way that I'm spending. So I was not looking at the future. I just kept looking at tomorrow. So is that what made you decide to actually seek out getting finance coaching? Definitely. And also at that time, you know, COVID had happened. I was at home. It was about reflection. Okay, look at things that you could change that you wanted to change. And that definitely was something I thought I wanted more control over that my own finances because no one else can control it and I needed to take some responsibility for my actions as well COVID was definitely a time that a lot of people were able to really whether they wanted to or not they had to take that pause and really reflect on where their life was going and looking at things that you weren't happy with and a lot of people finances was an area that they realized that oh wow you know my finances isn't what I thought it was maybe you are on a high salary but when you actually looked at your account, there wasn't enough that actually reflected that. So I think it was definitely a lot of reflection for all of us, including myself. And I think also with that, jobs are at risk. Um, we, you know, for a lot of us, it was like, okay, we go to work, we got a job. But you didn't know if you were, you was going to keep your job because you didn't know what this what COVID was going to do in terms of in terms of your career. So yeah. it was like, have you got savings if you don't have a job for the next three to four months? Or things do change where when you go back to work, you might you might be on reduced hours. Can you still afford your bills? Because I didn't have the savings that everybody, maybe other people had to say that, okay, if I lost my job tomorrow, I'm going to be all right for the next three to four months. So that definitely scared me in a so sense. That, so that gave you the kick yeah. up the bum. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. 
so before we get into it so I do want you to share a little bit more about what are some of the things that you learned you know in your coaching journey but before we get into that let's talk a little bit more about the number side so in August 2020 when we we started working together your debt I've, I've got it written down from when we previously spoke was around £3,856.64 so most of that debt would you say that was from the enjoyment and holidays that you were speaking about earlier Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. When I planned these holidays, I actually didn't plan about finance. I was planning, like you said, enjoyment. So that is, de- I, I can't deny it. The bank statement can't deny it either. That is the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the numbers do not lie. The numbers do not lie. Tell us a little bit more. What were some of the things that you learned in your coaching journey that helped you to start making those changes in your finances and your relationship with money? I think for me, um, during my coaching journey was getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I think also honesty. I just remember my first session where I had to, I was asked beforehand to write down all your ingoings and outgoings on a piece of paper. Now, for me, I've never really done that. So that was a shock within itself. Mm. And it was all about numbers. And it was look at numbers where I was taking and, you know, all of that. And I was like, wow, that was a shock to actually see my habits within what I do and how I spend my money, where it was going. Um, so I learned, I learned the language of money. I learned about, okay, looking at your bank account every single day. So you know what's coming in and what's going out. So it kind of gives you a sense of control and knowing what's going in. So if there was a mishap with your account, you would know and obviously bring up the bank if there was a mishap with your accounts. But also I think it gave me a part of empowerment that was finally taking control over my own finances. And also research and understanding what the power of money can do for you in terms of the goals that you might want to set for yourself, Mm -hmm. how we can incorporate that and help you along the way to do that. Yeah. So that definitely did help me. I think also being honest with yourself, definitely. Okay, you might be not good at something, but you can learn to be good at it as well. That was definitely something for me. And also looking at how your bank or what what bank accounts you have, does it work within your lifestyle? Because you can change up your bank accounts. You have a current account, basic account, you can have um, an ultimate account. And looking at actually which ones suit the way that I work or my lifestyle. And you can then decide to yourself actually this is kind of a current account is maybe the best account for me because maybe I'm not good with money so maybe it's good I get an account which doesn't have an overdraft knowing your weaknesses knowing your weaknesses and knowing your strengths within that as well is definitely something I would say that I definitely learned about myself and also I learned how I spend money in terms of my well-being as well so if something was really going good oh I'll go and buy myself something and it's like Mm. but do you really need it so I had to educate myself on, upon that. Why are you f- finding that? Because you're feeling excited that you need to go and buy items to make yourself even more better and feel better about yourself. When technically you don't have to. And another thing was uh, learning about the conversation you have when you go to buy stuff as well. Making a shopping list. Saying, no, I don't need it this month. Maybe I'll need it next month for the month after. When you're looking at buying stuff as well, researching where you're buying your, your items as well. That's a big thing I think a lot of people learned during COVID as well. It doesn't always have to be the top name brand stores to go to. It doesn't need to be the top brand grocery stores as well. But you can shop around. And actually shopping around makes you feel a bit better because you might have saved a little bit more money. Definitely. 
So something that you said really stood out about understanding the patterns in yourself. So when you found that you are happy, you're inclined to spend. And that's a big area about money that people don't often realize. You often think, oh, okay, I just need to learn different budgeting strategies. I just need to learn, you know, maybe if I save X amount each month. But it's so much more than that. Changing your relationship with money is also understanding yourself until you start understanding what your weaknesses are, why you think the way you think when it comes to your money, it's going to be very hard for you to actually make long-term changes. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because so much of how we spend is based on how we feel. For some of us, we spend when we're feeling sad and it's a classic retail therapy. Okay, I'm feeling down. So let me treat myself. You know, you know the things that are going to make you better. And a lot of the times we associate that with finances And again, as a result, it affects our money. So I love the fact that you did mention that. One of the things I remember in our first conversation together, when we were speaking about your debt and making a plan of how you were going to be able to clear that, I think at the time you were paying the minimum payments. Do you remember? Oh, yes. And we had calculated how long it would take you to clear your debt. Do you remember roughly how long it said? Was it more than 48, 48, more than 48 months, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. It was more than 48 yeah. months. Yes. Than, it was definitely that. more than 40 months. And I remember how shocked you were. Yeah. Because if you think about it, there's 12 <laughs> months in a year. So 40 months is just over three years. And yeah. at the time, your debt was just under £4,000. If you're only paying the minimum payment, that would have actually grown over that time, that period of three plus years. So even something like that, what was... What was your mindset at that time when it came to clearing your debt? I was shocked when we went through that and we even talked about the interest rate as well. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's a lot of money coming out, you know? And I was, and we go back to not educating yourself or not reading enough about when I, you know, when I was in that debt and stuff like that. And I just felt like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I felt like I was, I was in, I was trapped in a way that, oh my God, that's three to four years of paying this off. And I don't know where I will be in terms of my job. And it just got me really anxious and really worried. And I was just like, can I do this? But I need to do this for myself. It was about no one else but myself to get that financial freedom again. So that really shocked me. And I, that's what I was saying about um, being uncomfortable but being okay with being uncomfortable for a little while when you're, when you're dealing with your finances, because the start is always going to be very shocking. But if you're open and honest, there is a way out of that as well. Definitely. And you have to be honest with yourself when it comes to money, especially when you're not happy with it. And when you do find yourself in debt, it's so easy to just be in denial. Yes. If I had to think of stages of debt, one of them is definitely denial. Sometimes yes. you don't want to face the reality. You don't <laughs> want to add up all those creditors. You don't want to see the total amount because no. you know that that amount is going to give you a shock to your system. So, so many times because of that denial phase, you don't want to face your reality. You end up not actually taking action, not having a solid plan in place. And that denial just leads to delaying making that progress that you want to make. I totally agree with you. Denial was definitely the case before we had our first meeting with each other. But I was like, I can't be in denial anymore. The paper shows exactly what's going on. Especially when we did the tracker as well, the finance tracker. And that, to see that on on, on Excel spreadsheet, it was like, whoa. So let me explain a little bit more for anyone wondering what, what is the finance tracker. So the finance tracker is essentially an Excel spreadsheet where you're able to put in all of your bills, Plus in all of your income and you're able to actually plan your budget as well. 
but I think the part that shocked you like it shocks many is when you actually realize the total amount of your bills (laughs) what's left over and what you're actually spending (laughs) I think when you actually see it right in your face it just does something you can even know it in in your head like oh yeah my bills are around 1500 but when you actually see it in front of you there's something about it that's just so different Definitely. And I think there was one where we calculated how many times I was going to get coffee or hot chocolate. And when you broke it down, you was like, you do know within a week, you broke it down to a week and then a month and then a year, how much I was spending. I was like, what? And he was like, that's exactly how much you are spending in this particular place. And I was like, really? And we broke it down within a week, which I wasn't too bad. But then when you did a month and then when you did a year, I was like, no way. You know, that's how we really broke it down, you know, to the minimum. Definitely, because the smallest habits can really add up. And when you do find yourself in a situation in debt, sometimes just looking at those small habits will help you to add a little bit more to the minimum payments you're paying. So let's talk a little bit more about your mindset. What sort of things would you say has changed or improved in terms of how you think about finances and your relationship with money? When I first started, it was definitely about anxiety, fear. I can't do this. I don't know about this. And I wanted to run away. But because because I'd made that commitment to myself and because we had made a commitment to each other to work with, you know, you wanted to work with me and support me. It was having those honest conversations that really encouraged me. Um, I would definitely say throughout the coaching, um, the little tasks I was giving as well, like when you said um, in regards to write down in your week what you're doing in the week in terms of your money. I was like, what? Just see that because then you know what's going on with your account. And then like, then look at your bank account, look at what you're doing every day or even every other day and just have a little check on that. And then we said about the credit score, credit rating, check on that, check where you are on that, what, what we're doing with that. And I was like, okay. And then once I started doing those tasks, I got more empowered. Um, now, my, now the way that I see my money isn't how I used to see my money. And a little mantra that I did, because obviously we had made that arrangement, which was that every month you'd put a little bit more money, into, you know, paying your credit card, credit card and paying it, paying off more than what I was before. And every month when I did it, I kept saying to myself, there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason why I'm doing this. So I psychologically got to a point where I'll just take that money out of my head anyway when I got paid. And live within my means. Mm-hmm. And I, that really, really did help me towards every month when I did it. And when we was getting to the, towards where we had a deadline, okay, this is when, if you stick on this road, Leandra, this is the day when you can actually close your credit card and you be financially free. And when I saw we worked it, I was like, no way. And you went, yes, if you're disciplined within yourself, then you can do this. And I think for me now... I don't feel like I used to that when you get that freedom where you can say, actually, I'm debt free. It's a lovely feeling. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling of where, you know what? I done it. It was horrible at the start, but I learned something from that about myself and about finances as well. And it's about looking forward in terms of what do I do with myself now with that money and what is going to improve my life in terms of how I use my money? What Mm -hmm. is it I want to do with that money now? Do I need to do four holidays? If I did do four holidays, I should have some savings with that. You know, that kind of, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Work within your means, work with what you have. And I think that's the part that a lot of us don't want to face. 
there's so many people that live above their means that they don't actually know mm. what living within their means feels like. <laughs> because every impulse you have, oh, I'll use my credit card overdraft. I'll borrow from here or there. So, so many of us, we don't actually know what living within or even below our means actually feels like because we're constantly reaching above that. So we don't know what it feels like. But one thing that you did say this, you had to keep reminding yourself, okay, I know why I'm making these overpayments on my credit card. And you had to remind yourself, there's going to be points in your journey that will be difficult. It's not all going to be smooth sailing. It is a challenge. Sometimes there'll be things that pop up that you want to spend that money on. But if you're focused, then you are going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to be willing to say no to yourself sometimes temporarily for the greater of your financial future and even just your well-being. Have a buddy of some sort. Have a friend that you can speak to about that. I mean, for me, I was lucky I had you when I had those times I was feeling a bit, mm. we had those conversations about why are we feeling like this? What is going on? And I think when you're going through that journey, please reach out to somebody that you can actually have that conversation with because they will keep you on track. You don't need to do this alone. Yeah. I think that's another thing I would tell people. You don't need to do this alone and don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of it. The main thing is that you're trying to do something about it so you can take control of it. But I'll tell anybody, if you're going through this, you don't need to go through it alone. Find someone who you can talk to about it. Find someone who you you put that goal in, like, I'm going to do each each month. And then you've had that every month. You dedicate a half an hour where you talk about that that goal with your friend because that will keep you on track. Always have a support network, which is going to support you when you're high and when you're low accountability makes a big difference and if you have been struggling for a number of months or even a number of years that definitely shows you that what you're doing right now is not working and you have to try something different so accountability really does make a big difference and we so often when we are struggling in certain areas we keep it to ourselves because we have Mm. that shame factor you feel embarrassed but a lot of people are struggling with the same thing The key thing, like you said, is seeking help, is doing something about it so you can change your situation. Well, you already kind of answered the question I was going to ask, but I know that you became debt-free earlier this year, not like the 40-plus months as we had (laughs) forecasted back in 2020. You said that you felt really, really good about that, which is great. So remember, back in August 2020, your credit score was 831, which isn't terrible, but it's obviously increased now and it's obviously a lot better. So even from clearing your debt, you were able to get your credit score as of January this year up to 995, which is actually excellent. So you can see that correlation between having that high debt, you've cleared the debt and now your credit score has gone up to excellent. That was nice. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) But it's just testament to showing you that persistent. You didn't clear your debt overnight. It took you, what was it, 18 months? Yeah, about 18 months. A year and a half? Yeah. But and that was shocking. I remember, when, I remember when I was like, what, 48 months? He was like, 48 months if you stay in what? And, and that was, without, and also we look at interest as well, the interest rate on that. And, you know, so yeah, definitely for me, when, I mean, when I did put the final payment, I literally had tears in my eyes because I was like, I did it. I actually did it from someone who's quite in denial to someone who's like, okay, no, you know, I want to deal with with this. But it just shows me like there's so much information and support out there for people in those positions. We just got to reach out and find it. Definitely. Because unfortunately, a lot of these things, you're not going to learn in school. (laughs) No. The system is not set up for you to learn some of these things. You being bad with money is making a lot of companies rich. 
definitely definitely and, and you're I think- enriching a lot of people's pockets with being bad with money with being impulsive with your money there's so many industries that thrive off of people's weaknesses and that's why we have to empower ourselves with the knowledge we need I didn't know all about money thankfully I did learn some good lessons growing up but I didn't always follow them (laughs) (laughs) but I did get a good foundation but a lot of the things that I've now learned about building wealth I had to actively seek that knowledge I, I couldn't just sit there oh but you know no one taught me there comes a point, especially when you're an adult in your life, that you have to take responsibility for yourself and you have to be like, if I want to do this, I'm going to have to find the resources, find the tools in order to empower me with that knowledge. It's not always just going to drop on your lap, unfortunately, but that's just the reality of life. So I want you to share with us, Leandra, what are two tips that you would give to anyone who's currently unhappy with their finances? What were some of the things that you would share with them that they can do to to change things or even just to get the ball rolling? I would say just have a deep thought about why you want to do this. That's very important as to why you, you know, you want to do your, um, sort out your finances. I'll definitely say re- research, read about money. That's, you know, knowledge is power, as they say. I would say reach out to somebody, whether it's go and get a finance coach. They're not as horrible as what you think. <laughs> and also they're there, they're there to help you I hope actually. we aren't <laughs> well I know yeah. I'm not <laughs> they're there to help you really are there to help you and support you and educate you at the same time um I would say look at your bank account look at your bank account look at your habits look at your money habits definitely be honest with yourself even if it's raw be honest because honesty will get you so so far the denial doesn't get you anywhere you don't want to be still trapped in that oh when the when the letter comes through you get the email saying you're 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 more in debt or the interest rate has gone up right now as we all know bills are going up but wages are not going up and if they are Um, they're not they're not beating inflation they're not beating inflation we are living in a world right now where I can tell you at the moment I've never seen so many food banks in my life growing up and I'm talking about don't judge people like you think, oh, people got Gucci and Versace. You don't know what's going on there. So don't worry about that. Worry about what's going on within your own life and what you want to do for yourself and look after your own family. I, I work with parents now who are struggling to pay the gas bills, the light bills, their kids going to school, because even though these things are going on, you still have to live day to day. And I would definitely say if, if any time is the right time to get a grip on your finances, I would definitely say right now, try and do that. And use things like, um, I've heard about trackers, like money trackers that you can use online, you know, to check your money, um, look at your credit score, look at, you know, in terms of the credit score, which is really, really good. It tells you what accounts you've got open because you might have thought you've closed an account and you haven't. Put your credit card, if you've got one, read the small prints. There is a reason why there's a small print, but read the small print. If you're not good at maths, it's fine. Get a calculator to work it out. So I'll definitely say always read the small print and it will not go away. I'm telling you now, we'll go, oh yeah, I'll deal with that later. Later is not, is not right. Deal with it now because the current climate that we're working in financially, it's very hard for a lot of people. Whether you're single, whether you've got kids or you haven't got kids, I just think we're in a, we're in a crisis at the moment. We definitely are. And unfortunately, inflation is probably going to increase even more. So think about it. We're actually just in May. We haven't even got to June or July just yet. There's still another six, seven months in this year. And unfortunately, it's most likely going to continue to increase. 
but it's really just thinking about what can I actually do to put yeah. myself in the best position that best I can. Position. Yeah, so exactly. I do have a question for you, actually. There's so many people that they may want to see a change, but my question to you is the money that you invested in getting a finance coach, do you feel like that was worth the results that you got looking Definitely. back at it now? Definitely. Because I know I couldn't have done it by myself. And that's the realness. But when you sit down, look at your look at dealing with your finances. I could not have done this by myself because I would have run away and be in denial. But I had someone where it's accountability that I had to be accountable for my own actions. And that worked for me. That really did work for me. Um, I think the first, I would say first three, four sessions where we just breaking down stuff, breaking down stuff, you know, that would have quite probably the hardest, but the most honest and truthful sessions that I had to do with you which is really 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 good for me and I would definitely say it was money well spent because if you think about it people want to look good like buy Versace and Gucci and all of that but at the end of the day what are we using to buy that because I'm not making Gucci more more money I need to make myself more money Mm -hmm. so in order for me to do that I need someone to support me in, in in the goal that I want to achieve for myself to be quite honest with you. So for me, I definitely think it was worth the money. Would I do it again? Definitely. And if I feel as though I'm in a hardship again and I feel I, I need that support, I'll definitely go back. <laughs> <laughs> or even if I you want to just go, go to the next level. Yep. No, definitely. I would. I know we've had you know brief conversations in regards to what I'm doing in the future with the money and things like that. So I would definitely, definitely do it. I love that. Well, honestly, I am so proud of you and it's such a pleasure to hear you sharing the changes you've made. And I remember when we first spoke and how much you lacked confidence in this area of your life, you know, even just hearing you speak today so confidently and how much more information that you are now equipped with and the tools that you're now equipped with. I'm so proud of how far that you've come. And it really is a testament to the fact that you didn't give up because it was hard. It wasn't (laughs) an easy journey. There was some things that happened along the way, setbacks, but you persisted. And it shows because you were able to reach that ultimate goal of becoming debt-free. So hats off to you. I'm so proud of you. And it was such a pleasure working with you. And I can't wait to see the continued growth and changes you're going to continue to make, you know, in the upcoming future. Thank you as well. (laughs) Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for taking the steps with me that I needed to be guided in when I thought, okay, I can't do this anymore. You know, you virtually hold my hand, hold my hand through <laughs> COVID. I'll definitely say that. And I, you know, and it's really funny because I, I, I would say it's a journey, a personal journey, but having those kind of texts and those, how are you doing? Or what's going on here? Or, okay, before I cut, you know, all those little things that you used to do just to, to see if I was okay, that really did help me. And that's why I say to people, reach out to somebody. Don't do that. You don't have to do this alone. You know, like the consultation that we had, that was lovely. It was just like, you can have a consultation, see what you like and what you don't like. The resources that you provided me with, like the tracker, understanding about my money, you know, all of that makes me be the person I am today with, with what I want to do with my money as well. And in regards to what I'm doing with money at the moment is I'm using that for my well-being. My well-being is the most important and vital thing in my life right now. Because without my well-being, I cannot be productive. I cannot be creative. I cannot be the person that I want to be right now. 
which is going to enable me to be the best version of me that I can be. So I thank you as well for having, having the service that you can provide. And the fact that, like I said, I just say to people all the time, please reach out to somebody because I know some people can really affect their mental health as well. Yeah. You know, we need to think about that. That's actually an area we haven't touched on. When you were going through struggles in your finances, did that ever affect your mental health in any way? There are definitely times I wanted to give up and I was feeling a bit low. Oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I can't be bothered, you know, maybe not this month, not that month. And I had to talk to myself, obviously speak to you on the phone or get mm-hmm. those texts. <laughs> there are definitely times, this is not an easy run. I'm going to be very honest with anybody, but you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. Yeah. And it can definitely, definitely really have an effect to your mental health because sometimes what we tend to do is, when we're going through this phrase of what we're paying off something, you think, oh, someone else is going on holiday or someone's doing this and I really, really want to do that. Just think to yourself, I can do that, but just not right now. Mm-hmm. Rephrase it. Look at it a different way. Maybe they're staying in a three-star, but when you go, you might be able to stay in a five-star. Very true. And not come home and regret it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> now you've got a big yeah, bill to pay. Yeah, exactly. Or when I remember one time I ha- I'd come through Heathrow Airport. It's one of my four holidays. And I had to get some money. And I remember praying. I remember going, oh, my God, I've got at least £10 in my account. I never want to have that feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, and that's after coming back from the holiday? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. Because you have to learn things. For instance, education. Like When you use your card when you go away, ring up your bank account to find out how much you're getting charged for using your money, for using your account. Yeah. Because every time you're taking that, maybe, I don't know, £50 or £60, is, is it £3 more you're paying on, on that, you know? And that adds up. Yeah, it definitely does. Especially if you're spending a lot, it does add up. And another thing that was so definitely when you were talking about, like when we wrote down what I was spending and obviously looking at my account was, look at all those little things that you don't actually use, like all those subscriptions, you know, gym members, all those things that you, you're paying out, but are you actually using them? And they add up too as well. Trust me, they are they add up. <laughs> they definitely do. <laughs> if you're not using it and you know you're not going to use it, you might as well just cancel. Yeah. And, and pay for something you're actually going to use a yeah. service for. There's I mean, one thing I really want to say before we do wrap up is there's nothing wrong with spending your money. Okay. <laughs> you work hard. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself, but it really is just about having boundaries for yourself. The problem is when we don't have boundaries, and every day is a treat me day. And then you're regretting it because now you've overspent, you dipped into your savings, you've gotten yourself in debt and you don't feel good about your money. Of course, you don't want to get to that stage. It's really just about having boundaries. You can get the things that you like, but it's building those boundaries. It's having your priorities in place. What is most important to you and working alongside that? I agree. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) She co-signs. So you know. before we do wrap up the episode, is there anything else that you wanted to share or you wanted to say? I just I just want to reach out to the person that's listening to this podcast and wants to find a way of help. Reach out, you know, just reach out, get a consultation, a one-to-one, have a conversation with somebody out because you're not in this alone. There's many other people who you probably say hello to on a, on a daily basis. You might be, your work colleague might be going through that. You're, you know, you're, you might you're be even like, there envying their pictures on Instagram or Facebook. Exactly. 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 Please don't look at anybody else's journey. We all have individual journeys that we all go on in life. And it's about looking after your own journey. And I would just say, please don't, 
please don't feel that you're alone. I mean, the fact that you're listening to this podcast tells us something already, you know, that you're, you want to learn, you want to do something. So please reach out because at the end of the day, it's, 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 this is life. Money, in a sense, is a bit of freedom. It allows you certain things that without you might not be able to do. Definitely. You've summed it up so perfectly. So there's one last segment and then we are done. And I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't actually tell you beforehand. So something I've started including in the episode is a pearl of the week. So this is something that it may be a quote that you recently heard that inspires you or just something that whenever you're going through a difficult time, that is something you kind of draw upon. So what would you share with the listeners as Leandra's pearl of the week? What is the gem (laughs) you want to leave with us as we wrap up our week? I would say, what lessons are you learning for every experience that you are going through? Always ask yourself, what did I learn from that? What can I learn from that? And when you've learned it, teach somebody else. That's what I'll definitely say. Let somebody else know. Because without that, and if you hadn't done that, I might not be where I am in my life right now. And also it's like, once you start applying what you're actually learning, it sticks with you. Because you can yeah. know, you might, you might have the tools, you might already know how to manage your finances, but maybe you don't do it. So yeah. when you start actually practicing and thinking about, you know, what can I learn from where I'm at right now? Maybe you're not happy where you are, or maybe you are. What can you learn from the good or bad? I love that. That is a really good pearl. And I'm going to take that with me as well <laughs> to good. take me through the rest of this week. We're on a journey and there's a reason why we're on our journey. And like I said, the main thing is once you've learned it, please share that information to someone else because that person could be going through that as well. And you might be that one person they can learn from. Because if you hadn't gone through your journey, I wouldn't have been going through my journey and you wouldn't be able to support me. And that's very true. So they, that's my pearl. Well, thank you so much for sharing your pearl with us. And thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I feel like there's so many important things that we touched on through your story and thank you so much once again for joining me sharing your story because it takes a lot of courage to speak openly about you know your mistakes it really does take a lot of courage not everybody's willing to do it and honestly it means so much to me thank you Leandra for joining us on the show thank you for having me you're welcome and I'm sure in future we'll have plenty more to talk about (laughs) definitely (laughs) we'll definitely have you back definitely (laughs) yeah if you guys have any questions for Leandra I'm gonna leave all my contact details in the show notes so feel free to reach out I'll also put link to some resources as well free resources as well as paid resources that you can access if you are on this journey of wanting to better your relationship with money or even at a stage of wanting to build upon the, the knowledge you already have so definitely check out the show notes all the details will be there i hope that you guys have enjoyed today's episode if you haven't already given us a rating do give a rating and leave a review and i will speak with you in the next episode enjoy the rest of your week and i'll be back with you soon